Welcome, Go. everybody, to the most basic cables. This is Court. This is CVH. This is episode 110, uh, Dennis Robin on the Bad Boys edition. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Right? Did we do Dennis Robin for episode number 91? No, we might have. We might have done like Sergey Fedorov. We did Fedorov. So we should have, we should have done him this time. Robert, Got it. Bob Porche. Bob Porche. I forgot yeah. about Bob Porche. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot of uh, NFL, little college, some baseball. Yeah, we're good. I know. <laughs> okay. Wait, Chris and I, for those who don't know, we, we don't wake up until till right about now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's got it's got to be pretty much the first week of October. Then we start paying attention. Uh, but before we get started, Chris, where can people find us? You can follow us on Twitter at Most Basic Cable, our personal Twitter accounts. I am at C. Van Howe. I am at Court Smoots. All right. Facebook. Uh, we are there as the Most Basic Cable. If you're here. You're there. Yep. Uh, our website, mostbasiccable.com, all of our old episodes, and uh, email us, mostbasiccable at gmail.com. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Chris, old school Dennis Rodman is at the door. Does he have a shotgun? I think so. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> My question is, if old school Dennis Rodman's here, and it is, in fact, pre-tattooed old school Dennis Rodman, is Chuck Daly with him? It's an alternate universe. I hope so. Wouldn't you want to hang out with Daddy Rich? Absolutely. I want to go suit shopping with Daddy Rich. <laughs> those big ties. Those real big ties. Super it's, ties. It's got to be the best nickname for a coach ever, right? Yeah, absolutely. Without question. Uh, okay. So, Chris, we're going to get we're gonna get kicked off tonight. But before we do, okay. we do have to introduce somebody to the audio world of our podcast. Yes. Those of you watching on Facebook Live have likely heard... Brother Jessup, JC, in the past. Uh, JC now has a mic. He's earned it with his crack producing skills over the last couple of weeks. JC. Really put him through the ringer tonight. Say hello to the fam. Hello. <laughs> oh, man. I also did a hand gesture. He did do a yeah. hand nope. gesture. I think, the, I think it, like, it did scrape by the bottom corner of the Facebook Live broadcast. So at least that, that group of people. He's there. Yeah. He's in the room. Um, JC. I would prefer that when you say hello to the people, you do say hey hoes. Hey ho. That is that's JC's call line. All right. Uh so we are gonna get into it and we're gonna start uh a little bit somber news, but we thought that it was really a good topic to talk about. Um uh, we're gonna talk about Jose Fernandez. Yeah. Uh young pitcher, young, really, really good pitcher for the Florida Marlins, twenty four years old, um, from Cuba. From Cuba in um, Miami. Yep, in, Big deal. in Miami, fan favorite. Um, he unfortunately passed away this this weekend. Same day as Arnold Palmer, by the way. Yeah, big day. Good gravy. Um, in a boating accident. And we don't want to get too much into that. Well, there isn't a lot of news about that. There isn't a lot released about that. Uh, and we're not Sports Center, But um, I do want to talk about D. Gordon. Yes. And the Marlins and what happened last night. Um, so for those of you who don't know... Uh, first inning, D. Gordon very close to Jose Fernandez. Uh, all the players, which I loved, were wearing his jersey. Yeah, Fernandez number sixteen. Do you think there was like one old crotchety sports writer is like, how am I supposed to keep score? <laughs> They're all just going to be the number one. It is baseball. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. If that did that'd happen. be a nice tribute though. If like somebody score a book when like instead of like a six four three double play, it's just one one one. one. <laughs> um, baseball humor. Yeah. Uh, Keep in score. So everybody um, wore his jersey, which was great. Uh, and then D. Gordon, um, who is the leadoff hitter for the Marlins, came out to bat, um, batted in the left batter's box, which is the batter's box that's um, uh, right. He was, he, oh, he's in the right. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a lefty. He's a lefty. So he was in the mm -hmm. right. Um, batter's box where um, Fernandez would normally have batted with his helmet on. And he took the first pitch, which I thought was great. Uh, and then he went to his side. And hit his first home run of the season. Oh man, which is incredible, and and was overcome with emotion. Cried his way around the base paths. Uh, really, really powerful stuff when you see it. Um, in addition to that, at the end of the game, all the players uh, encircled the the mound and put their hats down around the mound, which is which is really really nice. Um, it, it's tough. I mean, it's a tough thing, especially I think for that team to lose. Not just someone that good because he was such an up and coming pitcher, but someone that they they truly cared about. Yeah, good, good, good pal to everybody. Their their future. Yeah, as far as yeah. you know, I, you know, there's been a couple, um, 
a couple times in, in recent Detroit sports history with uh, Vladimir Konstantinov and the, the limo accident after mm-hmm. the Red Wings won their Stanley Cup in 97. And, and you know, fortunately, no one was killed in that. Um, that, but it did end his career and yep. he was, he was a little, a little further along in his career, but he was probably the best defenseman in the game. Yeah. Even, when at, that happened. even at that age. Like, yeah. yeah he, so was... he was 30 when that happened. So cut down like right in his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, a few years later, also with the Red Wings, uh, up and coming young defenseman, Yuri Fisher collapsed on the bench, mm-hmm. was forced to retire due to a heart issue. Uh, and you can, it, it's, it's really jarring as a fan when that happens, um, so it's, in this case, it's especially tragic because, you know, it's not like he's around and just blew out his arm or right. something like that. Like he's gone and yeah. And, and uh, it's tragic. And, uh, and he was, he was a fun player. Like, oh, like everybody loved him. Yeah. He was, yeah. he was part of that new wave. Bryce hype, Bryce Harper, make baseball, make baseball fun again. Fun again. Um, you know, he was definitely contributing to that. I thought like too, and I, uh, a pretty religious Dan Patrick listener, and I thought he he said some really really nice and poignant things about it. And and I guess the other, the one thing I think is really good to focus on with the story is less about what happened and what caused uh, that accident, um, and more about like really the outpouring of love from the Cuban community and the community in Miami, um, and just his teammates. Don Donnie Baseball, yeah, you know Donnie Baseball, like that's a that man's a rock. Yes, yeah, I mean stone. if. It was, uh, if, if you had to, you know, the only person left who's never cried is probably George Brett now. Right. It's just <laughs> Donnie Baseball and George Brett were the last two. Last two. They were. That, that now was George a... Brett stands alone. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, sad news out of baseball. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, again, everyone's kind of really looking at the positive side of things. I, and, and I really quickly hit on Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, inventor of the Arnold Palmer. So, uh, <laughs> he also, he was also a pretty good golfer from what I'm told. So yeah, he, uh, he had, he had some moments. He was pretty good. My favorite thing that came out, um, of, of the news of that happening were all the, all the photos, the classic photos that were being published and everyone just saying like, God, he's got such great posture. Yeah. Like every person was, he's like smoking a cigarette, got his arms folded and just, uh, True class act. You know, you know, you lived a good life. Like wherever he is, yeah. looking down at us, and he's like, "If I'm in his position, long, long time from now, and I see like five out of every seven people yeah. who are, mem- you know, eulogizing me, use the word swashbuckling to describe <laughs> me, I know that I've lived a good life. If I get one swashbuckling, did, did somebody say swashbuckling. Oh yeah, that's like a is that the term that, that was... yeah? Because he was a real like he was a swashbuckler. He was the first golfer who just sort of like went for it. Yeah, like he was really aggressive all the time. Yeah, was he and... a playboy? Was he like uh... I don't think so. Was he a stick man? I, he might. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's right for us to use that term. Michael Rappaport. It is might Ra- come get us. It is Rappaport's term. It's really just my hope that he's listening. That's the thing. We're yeah, just trying to get. I we listen. We will donate JC to the I am Rappaport Pod if if need be to sure. get him on this podcast. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll be all right. Work JC. a trade. We'll get you back in one piece, maybe. Uh, all right. So, pretty big weekend um, in the NFL. Some really big things stood out to me um, this past weekend, namely Carson Wentz. Yeah. Uh, so Carson Wentz. First thing we're going to we're going to start kind of talking about is there's a couple things that jump out at me with the Philadelphia Eagles that I find really fascinating. Um, one, all of the criticism about Doug Peterson, their head coach, prior to to becoming the head coach of that team and taking over Chip, for Chip Kelly, right, was that um, okay? Well, he was in Kansas City, and that's you know Andy Reid's a play caller, and he had never called a play in his life, and like all this stuff, and everyone was worried that he. You know, he would be a, a complete train wreck of a head coach. Seems pretty confident. Well, yeah, I mean, right, pretty good. Whipped up on the Steelers, thirty-four to three. Was that yes, the final? I believe so. Um, that's a like, and that's a, I don't know what's happening. Score like it is, you, and you with know. that team, with the Steelers, who've been dismantling people. Um, now, another aspect of this that should be noted is their defense, which has been stellar, and they are helmed by one. Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz, former Lions head coach. Are we are we at a point now where we want do we want good things for Jim Schwartz? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this today, right? Um, I was thinking about it in the the aspect of if I was a Patriots fan, and 
Now, this is in a universe where Belichick doesn't become the head coach. Okay. Okay. Because clearly we don't have Bill Belichick. But if I was a Patriots fan and uh, I had had Pete Carroll, you know, who is like this very energetic, young, sharp coach, right? Um, who I kind of, it, him and Schwartz do, they both like have this energy and like Schwartz is a little bit more like, I'm going to, I'm going to kick your ass. But still, like, if we had that coach and he left, and so when Carroll went to USC and then became, incredible right and i was a patriots fan and i didn't have belichick i'd be like oh you know i'm pretty happy for that guy like sure because i liked schwartz when he was here yeah i don't yeah. think he was a i don't think he was a terrible I, would, I mean i would go say he's my favorite lions coach i would too yeah right i mean it's he is going up against jim caldwell hmm. yeah <laughs> that's just, <laughs> so it's just a scream a minute <laughs> with that guy um but i you know i am happy for him and i i do think that he'll likely get another head coaching shot Right. Probably, yeah. I mean, especially if this this team comes out of nowhere and goes eleven and five, and, yeah. You know, wins I, a playoff game. Well, and in that division, there's a pretty good chance. Yeah, they win that division. Yeah, the right? three of us right now might be able to, uh, <laughs> you know, jump on. All right. So I have a question. Okay. Uh, so you've got Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Is he the best rookie quarterback we've seen so far to start a season? Now, mind you, he's not getting, he's not getting a big playbook. Yeah. He's getting a lot of short passes. He's, you know, he's, he's making a lot out of the little bit that they're giving him. Yeah. Moves in the pocket, gets out of the pocket, takes hits. Um, but he stands, stands tall, delivers ball. Really, really solid quarterback. So I want, let's think about this. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. He might be. Russell Wilson would probably be number be one. Be a good one. So uh, okay. I don't remember what happened in, in Michael Vick's rookie year. I don't either. But I, I my memory is telling me that it was probably spectacular. Maybe not. I don't not. know if it was spectacular. Hey, JC, can you look up Michael Vick rookie stats for me? Oh, man. Intrigued. Um, Peyton Manning turnover machine. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah, Manning and Leaf were both, uh, well, especially Ryan Leaf. Yeah. <laughs> not great. Um, Roethlisberger is the big one because at, what did he go like 13 and O didn't he go undefeated in his first stretch? There was, yeah, there was a, a pretty good he took run over for what Mike Tomzak. Oh God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so there's a, there's a lot, um, God, Ben Roethlisberger just has the biggest face. <laughs> like no matter how many pixels you have on your monitor, like when his picture's on there, it's just going to be all used up by his face. Oh, he's, I mean, okay, so 2004 is his rookie year. Um, so he threw 17 touchdowns. He threw 11 picks. So that's like a pretty normal yeah, stat pretty... line for a rookie, right? Um, I don't know what his rookie record was. Let me see. But I, I would think as far as, you know, that team was really, really good, and he stepped in 2004 Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, 13-0. and Yeah, 13-0. and Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's, recall. yeah, that's a really good, I mean, but that was on a team. Oh, Chris is navigating. Yeah. I'm just clicking on stuff. Looking at rookie seasons ranked. Oh yeah. It's a good idea. Oh, oh this is just like, yeah, a, well, this is like a clickbait article. Yeah. Um, sorry. I won't so click then, any more things. Okay. So that's a question. That's the question I have for you, you know, for our listeners on Facebook live, you know, who do you think the best rookie quarterback I'd say ever, but in in recent history is right. Sanchez is really good, sure. When he is a rookie, RG three, amazing, right? And so it makes you wonder: is it just because nobody's seen these guys play yet? You know, like they they're not used to them. Um, I have to believe that part of it with Wentz is that no one, the Steelers probably didn't expect them to be a threat at all right yeah there was probably you know excuse me well is it because they they would well, they beat the browns and the bears right yeah they right? just they hadn't beaten anybody and uh you know maybe the the two worst teams uh interestingly enough in our, our nfl wins pool the the eagles did went undrafted they did so probably the first time a three and oh team has ever it's not been picked up it's really amazing right where did the vikings go the Vikings went. Were they early? They did. I mean, thirteen. Was, was that after Bridgewater's injury, though? Right. Yeah. The, I, I, yeah. Whenever or no, the Vikings. I don't quite remember. I had a chance. I was. I was debating between the Vikings and the Texans with my second pick, and the Vikings went 
right before, and I ended up with the Texans, and now J.J. Watt has an oh God. exploded Yeah, back. I forgot. Yeah, that just came out today. So, Okay, so before we get okay. to that, because we can talk about that quickly, sure. um, let's think about something that has happened that I don't think a lot of people are thinking about, right? Because we talked about the Bridgewater injury. If not for the Teddy Bridgewater injury, you likely do not have Carson Wentz starting for the Eagles. Sure. You also don't have Sam Bradford starting for the Vikings. Vikings. Both 3-0 teams. Bradford, it's not like he's blowing people away, right? The the Vikings are... All defense. Yeah, they're great. But is, is, is Sam Bradford the Trent Dilfer to the Ravens defense, right? Is he the guy that, cause that defense is that good. I don't know if they're that Ravens team good, but they're very, very good. And so with, with Sam Bradford at the helm, are they better than if they had Bridgewater? He, I don't think he's, I don't know if he's going to make as many mistakes as Bridgewater might have. Made. I think that's it. I think with, and, and, and Zimmer's a good coach. Um, and I, so I think this may be the first time in his, in Bradford's career that he just doesn't have to do much. Like he's, they're not expecting him That's, I, I to do a ton. Agree. And even with, with AP being out, like their offense becomes even more conservative and their defense can back it up. Like, you know, if they can, if they can get to 17, 20 points with that defense, right. They're, uh, they're in good shape. I agree with that. I mean, the way that they, they seem to take teams apart defensively is is unlike anything I've seen in a while. And in a league where offense is king, it's kind of refreshing for me, right? To have that defensive juggernaut. Yeah. Um, it's actually what I thought the Titans were um, when Schwartz was their defensive coordinator. They were really good. Mm-hmm. They were a very, very good defensive team, uh, really good running team with Chris Johnson. Um, and then kind of the same thing going on with uh, Philly, really, really good defense. Quarterback who I think he's better. I mean, from what I've seen, he's played better than Bradford has. Um, but really good enough to take you very far. Yeah. Now we haven't seen, okay. So who's the toughest team Minnesota's played so far? Cause we don't know how good the Packers are. They played the Panthers though. Right. Yeah. They, and the Panthers kind of, kind of tough sledding. I mean, they start with, they start with uh, Denver, right? Yeah. The Panthers, they've, you know, they start with Denver. They let, they played San Fran right in week two, let them back in the game, but still won pretty handily Yep. and then got clobbered by the Vikings. Yeah, they, they did. And, you know, I mean, it was more, I mean, it wasn't, they weren't like the egregious shots that, that Cam took in the Denver game, but they, they were all over Cam. Yeah. They Cam had, Newton's for the, being the most fun dude, he's not having the most fun oh, time. No, it's terrible. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, a question we pose, pose to our listeners who are watching live. Um, you know, who, who do you think the best rookie QB of all time is? Uh, Vic, the Vic one's good. JC, did you get his stats by chance? No. You can't find him? No, it's too many, it's too many things. It's too many things. What do you mean there's too many things? JC. It's too many things. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, JC. You just over there looking at shoes. You like I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely not looking at shoes right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's definitely looking at shoes right now. Is he looking at the new the new Yeezys? Do you like those things? No. You don't like those? The, the, I like how I, deliberate you are. I call you. I call them the color rush Yeezys. Um rookie year. That can't be right. So yeah, it looks like sparingly used. Yeah, he, I guess he was. They yeah. must have stayed him on. I mean, second year he had 16 touchdowns, eight picks, so still. Yeah, let's look at rushing, too. That'll be oh, yeah, the rushing would indicative be. of that. So, yeah, he had 777 yards rushing his second year along with, uh, you know. He didn't really come on until 2006, it looks no. like. Yeah, almost 3,000 yards passing his second year. So a pretty, pretty impressive first full-time year. But, um, yeah, it was it was a long time before he had that. Well, I'd be intrigued too. I'd be thousand intrigued. yard rushing season. I'd be intrigued. That's crazy to think, isn't it? <laughs> it's nuts. I'd be intrigued to see what, um, you know, the numbers that that Wentz does put up by the end of the year. And again, teams are he's going to play teams that are going to figure him out, right? That's the the aspect of the NFL. They haven't seen him play professional football yet. Played at North Dakota State, so to your point, maybe people didn't really take him seriously when he initially came out. Plus, there's all the talk of. You know, you know, we're going to sit him for a couple of years. He's not even going to see the field his rookie year. Uh, got locked in a bathroom in New Jersey. Yeah. Like, he had a really weird summer. Like, hurt his ribs in preseason. Had a really weird summer. Um, yet, he's taken the league by storm. Yeah. All the while, Jared Goff sits on that bench. Yeah, just roasts in the L.A. sun. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be that bad. 
Uh, so yeah, really good question. Best rookie quarterback ever. Um, next up on the opposite side of the best, you have the worst. I want to talk a little first coach fired. Okay. So let's think about our candidates, right? Let's Rex Ryan. Rex, well, but is he? I mean, they smoked Atlanta yeah, this weekend, right? Um, well, no, Atlanta beat... Um, or not Atlanta. I'm sorry, Arizona. Atlanta. Yes. Yep. Um, okay. So if you think about it, you've got our hometown, our hometown favorite, Jim Caldwell. Yep. Probably got to be pretty far up the list. Yeah. Can't be, can't be that good. Um, you've got... Let me take a look. I'm going to look at the 0-3 teams. So... All right, so you got Cleveland Browns. I, I, I don't. They're they're that's going to be yeah. Wild. They're they're, they're going to let them roll. Right? Hugh, ja- Hugh Jackson's fine. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Gus Bradley. Got to be pretty high on the list. Yeah. Right? He's he's, uh, he's got a terrible record. He's got like twelve wins in the in the first th- two three two-ish years. I season. think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's play- yeah. He's been there. This is his third season. One and two. Indianapolis Colts. Chuck Pagano. Chuck Strong. Who? What? Did, did he get an extension to start the year? I feel like I feel like he's got, he's in the less miles seat where he just got some money and he's going to get fired anyways oh, God, and he's going to get miles. more money. So uh, pause for a second. The less miles firing is that just posturing to get in line for Tom Herman after this Houston season? Probably. There's no way Tom Herman stays at Houston after the season, right? No, well, especially not if LSU is open. Yeah, I think he's got to fly. Right, he's gotta sure. Go. Yeah. Um, other terrible teams. Uh, San Diego Chargers, Mike McCoy. See, Mike McCoy and Brett, Gus Bradley to me are very similar. I feel like the Chargers are just a dead team walking. Like, they don't know where they're going to be. Right. They don't know what's going on. Um, you know, they're just going to let it ride. I agree with that. I mean, I well, they're going to try and get out of San Diego. The Oakland Raiders are going to beat them to Vegas. Because mm-hmm. that seems like it's, like, well on its way. Now that the Oakland Raiders, now that Vegas has an NHL team. And I think that I think that them getting a professional football team is what will help them or them getting a professional hockey team is what will help them get a professional football team. Sure. Saying like, oh now we have this established thing. So I think that's gonna happen. To build a build an infrastructure for yeah. all that. I mean they've got all the nightlife and yeah. restaurants and bars and things already. It's gonna so. be a tough away game for some teams. Oh you know? Gosh. If they get an NBA team they, it'll it'll never happen. Yeah, they'll never get through the season. I mean, you will see not Jose Fernandez level tragedies, oh, but like <laughs> but bad Jeez. things will happen. Unbelievable thirst traps galore. Oh yeah. my goodness! Uh, Washington Redskins, Jay Gruden. He's pretty safe. Had a good year last year. Yeah, I think you know him. Him going after Kirk Cousins is is well, interesting. And, well, what, here's the deal, right? Like if you're him. And you've got a quarterback who's on a one-year contract who is playing for a long-term deal. Don't you go to Dan Snyder and you're like, you know what? He just isn't the guy we thought he was. He had a sure. good end of last year. We're going to prepare for the next season. Like, we're going to get a high draft pick or whatever that may be. I think he's pretty safe. Now, this I find intriguing. Chicago Bears. Is there any way John Fox loses his job? I, the, the hand they've been dealt. Over the last few years with injuries and just the fact that, that, you know, Jay Cutler is their quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Fox has got to be like, all right, just get me to a time when he's not my quarterback and I, let me, right. Let's, you know, they're, they're, they're probably the lowest team right now. If I, of all the teams that we've named and I, it's weird. I feel the same way. Um, I don't know why. I mean, he's a good coach, right? Like he's been around for a while. He's been to, has he been to a couple Super Bowls? Panthers. Yeah. He didn't go to one with, oh, he did with Denver. With Denver. Yeah. yeah. Cause he got smoked by the Seahawks. So he's That's been right. to two Super Bowls. Yep. Um, okay. You're right. I think he's safe. And then let's look at, what about, uh, Mike McCarthy? I don't know about Mike McCarthy cause we don't know how good or bad the Packers are. Yeah. They're still right. Yeah. I think that um, I think I think he's safe. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Now this is my this is probably my favorite one to get to. All right, you look at the AFC or you look at the NFC South. You've got Atlanta Falcons. You've got uh, Dan Carpenter. Oh man, that seems right. I think so. <laughs> uh, you've got Tampa Bay Bucks. Dirk Cotter, mm-hmm. who's a newer coach. 
Carolina Panthers, you get Riverboat Ron. He's fine. Not going. It's they not going they could literally not win a game for the rest of the season. They're like, yeah, you can stay, Ron. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, where's Singletary at? They yeah. bring him back. You gonna take those glasses off? <laughs> nope. And then you go New Orleans Saints. Now, I watched. Uh, you know, I watched about half the debate last night. By the way, we're on Tuesday night tonight because. Yeah, we couldn't follow. We that. couldn't follow the debate, so we decided to go Tuesday night. Really? JC's keeping track of how many times I interrupt court. That was one. That's one. He's yeah, that's Ooh. a that's a Trump joke. Yes. <laughs> Wait, then does that make him Lester Holt? You'd be a good Lester Holt. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you've said about as much as Lester Holt did last night. So. <laughs> um, okay, so I flipped over to the Atlanta uh, New Orleans game because it's the what tenth anniversary of the the Katrina game. Katrina game. And a lot of people like really amped up in New Orleans. Like, you know, this is like our our 10th anniversary of our homecoming. And they got absolutely shellacked uh, by a team that I don't necessarily think is that good. Um, Do you think it's time to blow it up in New Orleans? It's got to be, right? I think so. I don't think Sean Payton's been okay for a long time. The suspension year, the bounty gate. Yeah, a little knocked off his stride. I wonder if. I have a question. Do you think that do you think taking Greg Williams away from him is what made him lose his superpower? Probably. Because he is great with Greg Williams, who was the 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 architect of yeah, Bounty Gate. He was the uh, the who, administrative uh, executive. Yeah. Who who's the, the the DC for the LA Rams and was incredible on hard knocks. Um I like to say that if there was a biopic of this year's LA Rams Walton Goggins would be yeah. an incredible Greg Williams. <laughs> They're very similar. Uh, so I, for me, I put Sean Payton at the top of my list. Okay. I'm, I can buy that. It's Sean, for me, I think it's Sean Payton, Gus Bradley, and like a, a battle to the death. I think what's tough for Jacksonville is they had such, such a big offseason, you know? And I think so many people were so anticipatory of how good they would be, and they've just been terrible. Yeah, they stink. They do. So... Quick follow-up homer question. Yeah. Just a yes or no answer. Sean Payton's out available. Do you want the Lions no. to hire him? Okay. No. I'm sorry. It's just... It's... I I'm just, with you. I don't think he's ever going to be the same again. You know, I just... I don't know. Or maybe he goes college. You know? Ooh, maybe he'd look good in LSU. Wouldn't have to probably keep his house. <laughs> it was funny. it's a beautiful house. Well, I think Sports Pickle last night said, like, there's about to be two high-priced high school football coaches in the market in Louisiana. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think it's him. I think it's Gus Bradley. I do think Jim Caldwell is very close. Um, over, under, Jim Caldwell. By week is week 10. Mm-hmm. Does he get fired before or after? I mean, he could turn you this make, thing around. Who do you make uh, give Jim Bob the interim label, or do you? I've been thinking about this. Yeah. It keeps me up at night. That's um, that's the thing with the Lions. Like, I, I I don't know that firing Caldwell now or letting him go at the end of the season because he does. The players like to play for him, and they I, do. and you know if it if their season's going to go to hell in a handbasket, maybe it's better to have him at the helm yeah. while that happens and then regroup and not, not risk damaging the relationship you have with some of your, well, I do some of the team's leaders, although, you know, they don't have any young leaders on the team. Everybody is, you know, a little long in the tooth. Who's well, I agree with that. I, think... I mean, I guess Stafford and golden Tate, aren't that? And well, Deandre oh, Levy's I... old, seems old as dirt or at least as fragile as dirt. Oh, his body's as old as dirt. His body's like 130 years old. Um, I do. It's really weird. You say leader, the golden Tate thing, right? Golden Tate has been completely outshadowed by Marvin Jones. Yeah. Marvin Jones. This is... was supposed to be golden Tate's year. He was like, this is it. Summer, do you think it's just like, George. is it Calvin Johnson in a Marvin Jones, like really fancy costume? You know, what's amazing is it's like, like a face off it, thing, it's like face off. It's like, nobody knows we're what three games in now. And he's, he's torched people in three consecutive games. Yeah. And it's like, still no, everyone refuses to double team him. And I do think that when teams start to double team him, that offense could get really dangerous. Sure. Because then you're taking someone, you're taking the safety over the top, and then you've got Theo Riddick coming out of the backfield. You've got 
which I, Anquan Bolden. I have a question. Can they just make Anquan Bolden like a Cam Chancellor-esque safety linebacker? Man. Wouldn't that be great? It'd be pretty cool. He'd be great. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, th- I do think you have to think about those, those aspects when it's first coach fired, right? Like, well, who takes over? So if Rex Ryan gets fired in Buffalo, does Rob Ryan take over as the interim head coach? <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, do, right? The, I don't know. Like, they fire him you, together. I think they fire him together. Like okay. you guys get out of here. Here's some, here's some, uh, <laughs> some bunk beds. It's here. I would love, I would love that. Um, all right. So. First coach fired. Um, feel free to throw it our way on Facebook Live if you guys want to participate. Uh, I would love your opinions. Uh, talking about first coach fired, talking about the bad teams, talk about the good teams. Let's go NFL power rankings. Okay. Let's do a top five, right? Top five. So let me go back to my standings. All right. So undefeated New England Patriots, Baltimore Ravens. No, they're not in the top five. I know. Denver Broncos, Philadelphia they're, they're Eagles. There. Minnesota Vikings. Then you got a bunch of two and one teams. Top of, I mean, this is how crazy this season is so far. Top of the NFC West. LA Rams. Your LA Rams. I wonder, like, they're a negative 17, uh, the point differential. They, yeah. I mean, they scored a ton of points this past weekend after only scoring given nine up in the first. 63 points. This is what's concerning. 63 points is good in three games. I mean, that's 21, three touchdowns a game. That's not terrible. Yeah, I know, but the Seahawks, the Seahawks have given up 37. Yeah. So, I mean, by comparison to the rest of their, what, uh, Tampa Bay's given up 101? <sighs> good God. This is just, this is gnarly. Um, Houston Texans, 53. Gosh, yeah, the AFC South. Let's just burn it down. <laughs> AFC South. Just have three wild card teams. After, like, after, the top two teams from every other division can well, after the new the AFC. Oh, 85 for the Lions. Good Jesus. All right. After the news of J.J. Watt. So J.J. Watt hurts his back. Likely out for the season. That's what, what everybody, yeah, saying. they're going to put him on long-term IR. But I don't and, think it's the end of the Houston Texans. I don't because I, I still think... I don't know what to think about Brock Osweiler. Yeah, I mean they're not scoring points, so and that's tough, right? So, what is their points for and against Houston Texans? They, I mean, I guess they scored forty-two points in the first two games and then got shut out. They did by the Patriots. They given third. up fifty-three. I don't know. Look at the Raiders. This is a totally Raiders points for and against net points one. Yep, given up. They've scored eighty. They've scored a bunch. Given up a bunch. That's just that's totally Raiders. Same thing. Everyone everyone was on the Raiders bandwagon. They are two and one, and Jack Del Rio has taken over coaching the defense. He was like, oh, "All right, this, gotta, yeah, this is mine now." <laughs> which is a continual thing that's happening in the NFL. Like head coaches are like, oh, "Okay, I got to take this over." Yeah, like, somebody's got to be. Apparently, in not a lot of people are good at this. But you know who doesn't do that, or at least doesn't let you know? I mean, I think we all know, but Phil Belichick, three and zero. Oh. Have to be at the top of the heap. Yeah, they're, they're Denver. Okay, um, so let's go New England. New England are the are my so one two. You've got AFC. Let's go. Y. Let's go division by division. Okay, AFC East. It's got to be the Patriots. Yep. AFC North. You've got Steelers two and one. Bengals one and two. Bengals have had a very tough start, but they have one of the hardest schedules. Yeah, in the yeah. NFL, are both the Steelers and the Bengals better than the three and zero? Ravens. Yes. Who have a complete cupcake of a schedule. Yeah. Steelers better than Bengals. Yes. Because Andy Dalton's getting hit. I I mean, I think, I think the Ravens are the third best team in that division, but given their schedule, um, I do think they can win nine or 10. So they may end up winning more than say Cincinnati. It's possible or, or being close to them. I mean, the, the Cincinnati Baltimore matchups will have to be closely monitored. All right, let's go. Oops. Let's go AFC South, as we just talked about. Houston two and one. Titans one and two. Colts one and two. Jags on three. Run away with the Texans, right? Sure. I, I mean, I don't so. see Indy turning. I mean, the only team like Indy, if they could turn it around, but they have no defense whatsoever. Uh and Andrew Luck's been so so, right? I mean, yeah, he hasn't he been masterful super in game one against a really bad defense. Super duper. So we'll say Houston Texans, AFC South. AFC West. Now, this is the hardest division. Yeah, that's... I think, right? You got Broncos 3-0, and Kansas City Chiefs 2-1, and Oakland Raiders 2-1, and Chargers 1-2. and This could be anybody. Now, Denver looks very, very good. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt in my mind that KC can come out with at least a wild card. 
because they look very good as well. Yeah, their defense is, you know, super great. They've given up less points than the Broncos. So I I think that's tough. I'm still going to go Broncos, even with... Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Even with a first-year quarterback in there. Uh, here we go. Tire fire. NFC East. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles. Best you know. point differential in the NFL right now. 92-4. 27 against. It's pretty strong. 30 points a game. It's a 65 nine point against. differential. Yeah. And again, you've got Jim, Jim Schwartz on defense. You've got Doug Peterson. They actually have an offensive coordinator. I just don't know what his name is. But Doug Peterson, for the most part, is calling these games. Um, I, dude, it's I got to see him play. I mean, them like completely hammering the Steelers. That's a big win. That's pretty impressive. Because I thought the Steelers, I thought the Steelers were top three teams in the NFL. Yeah, and I still think the Steelers are worthy of that. Well, their defense sucks, right? So uh, points for sixty-five points against sixty-six, and so that's what's kind of hamstrung them so far. Oh, Bengals have given up seventy-five points so far. God, my wins pool. Yeah, I. But the Redskins. So those who don't know, I have. I have. Since he was my first pick, Redskins were my second pick. Could I had the Texans? Yep. Uh, probably should have still had the Texans. Uh, and then my third pick was the LA Rams because I really didn't have much to choose from. Since he loses this weekend, and the Rams and the Skins get me victory. Yeah, it's really hey. it's really a crazy year so far. Um, I'm sitting on top. You are on top. Seven to two. Shut up, Chris. That's all, all right. right. I'm. It's gonna fall apart. JC, you're it. not in our league. No, I'm not. Because no. of the money thing. Because Chris stole money from me. <laughs> Chris owes me $50. This is great. Let's air this out real quick. Yeah, yeah let's, those, let's air it out. Those yeah. of you on the pod didn't get to $50. hear this. $50. Turn his mic off, Court. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chris, tell the people the story again. So, here we go. Uh, wins pool, 10 participants, $10 a piece. Prizes are first place, 50 bucks, second place, 30 third place, 20 Yep. So, essentially, if you're in third place, you get 10 bucks. Right. You know. So, uh, came down to the end of the season, JC and another competitor in the league were tied. I went to that other competitor and I said, listen, yeah, friend of the show, David, friend of the show, David, I am going to start working on the tiebreakers here and I'm going to work very hard to give this win to JC. If I, if I, if I try, if I come up with a combination that gives him the win, I'm going to give it to him. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I don't need the money. So. Because I love you, that's why I was doing this. And I Chris went through the books. I went through. That's what he did. I tried to cook the books for you. So I went through five iterations, like head-to-head matchup, head-to-head points scored, total point differential between the three teams, and in every single category, David won again and again and again. We were just meant to again. be JC. I mean, this- so somehow that ten dollars. Turned into fifty. It was fifty, Chris. It was not fifty. Did you? Did the <laughs> rules change? I don't. No, you finished. In, you finished tied for third. Last thing I heard from you is I was first. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, so JC is no longer a participant in our league. JC, are you gonna do the NBA wins pool? Yeah, we have the Lakers and the Maybe. Nets and the Kings reserved for him. <laughs> Maybe. Real I mean, cute. Real cute. Real cute. Okay. All right. You can have the Washington Generals, too. Jesse. <laughs> All right. So let's ship over to the uh, NFC. Or I'm sorry, reading the NFC. Let's go to the, um, yeah, so Philadelphia Eagles, Giants, Dallas Cowboys, Washington Redskins. Very close division, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles 3-0, and but that said, like, between the Giants, Cowboys, and Redskins, those are all very close teams. Yeah. So who do you think, let's take the Eagles out of the equation. Who do you think is the best team out of Giants, Cowboys, and Redskins? Giants. Even with Eli Manning. If, yeah. Okay. Dak Prescott playing pretty well for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. When Romo comes back, we, I've asked you this before. I will ask you this every week as, as Prescott continues to impress. Do you put Romo in? Probably. Okay. How yeah. many more games? And I'm just putting myself in the shoes of uh, their coach. <laughs> oh, Garrett? Like, Jason Garrett, yeah. So and, oh, and Jerry Jones. Okay. So what were three games in? It is the speculation is that Romo is going to be back by week six against the Cowboys. So Cowboys or against, I'm sorry, Cowboys against Green Bay. Uh, Cowboys are two and one. If he wins the next two games, Dak Prescott, and they are hot, like they're rolling. And their offense looked really, really solid. 
I would be very hard pressed. I in it's that the case, hot you, hand rule, man. Yeah, in that case, you may may do the uh, well. Let's. Uh, why don't you just take another week there, right. Tony? Right, and 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 give it to to Prescott. I mean, it's the it's the Brady Bledsoe right conundrum because then if you get into a point you get where, too far into the season, yeah, yeah. But now, then if you if you need to pull the shoot, you have hopefully a healthy Tony Romo. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you hedge your bets and say Romo, like you're the ultimate team player. This is still your team, but we're really riding this hot hand. And let's say the Eagles lose a game or two. Riding this hot hand, we have you, but I think we should ride this out to see how far we can get. And maybe use the Bledsoe piece, right? Uh, Brady went down in the AFC Championship game. Right. And Bledsoe came in and won it for the Patriots. And say, like, you know, I, I would use that. I, I really like the way he's playing. I mean, their rookies are really good. Yeah, they're both quite exciting. Um, Yeah, I, I think it's hard. But I, I would say... I, I kind of like the Cowboys more than the Giants. The Giants are more talented, but they just look so bad against Washington. Yeah. And yeah. I know it's a t- it's a rivalry game, and those those tend to be toss-ups, but they look so bad. Uh, NFC North. Hmm. Norris division. Um, Minnesota Vikings 3-0. Green Bay 2-1. They're really – I mean – I I know that they went up so much early in that game, and that they were running the ball to not run up the score. Like I know that I, I'm a Lions fan, but still, like, but then there was a point where like the Lions keep scoring. Yeah, that's what the and Lions like, do when they oh yeah suck. comeback team of all time. Um, I think Stafford ha- he's got to be up there for fourth quarter comebacks. I think he's like one yeah, or I two. think yeah. Well, he he certainly. And over like since 2011, he leads the league in yeah. game-winning drives in fourth quarter or overtime. He also has like a thousand yards through three games. Yeah, he's he's chucking it around. Jesus Christ! Um, but again, that's especially if you're down, it's going to happen. Um, uh, Detroit Lions and then Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, they have to be maybe the worst team in the NFL, right? Oh yeah, yeah, without question. Um, David. The aforementioned David, yeah. who had the last pick he in our draft, took the Bears. Right, he took the Bears over the Eagles. Oh, man, he'd be nine and zero right now because he also he has the Patriots and the Vikings. He picked three what? and thirteen. He got the Patriots three, yeah, because of Brady. Yep. I actually thought I was surprised. He has the Patriots and the Vikings. Yeah. What place is he in? He's, he's a game behind me. Yeah, he's six and three. I'm seven and two. No, that can't be a safe league. I mean, he's not going to get anything out of, out of the Bears. No, that's the thing. Like, the Bears may not win a game. Oh, I, I hope so. so. I hope that two, that two teams ever in the history of the NFL to run it in reverse or from the NFC North. That would just mm-hmm. that would just warm my heart. Um, okay. NFC South, as we talked about before. Yeah, we don't talk about that anymore. We do have to talk about Carolina. Oh, yeah. One and two. Again, we look at the points differential. 76 points for 70 points against. This is a team of Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, but they are missing Josh Norman. Sure. I didn't think losing Josh Norman would be that big, but it, it appears to be. It appears that, I don't know if it was just his energy with those players, but their cornerbacks are very bad. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting thing because Norman's struggling in Washington. It's that thing, though, man. It's like... Um, they were, they they were you know, he was a perfect fit yes. in that defense because he, he could kind of be the Swiss Army knife yep. corner and, you know, move around in coverage and be a ball hawk and, and you know, shut, shut people down or shut down one side of the field. But, you know, in Washington, they expect him to do more. They don't really know how to use him, and it's... It's messy. It is messy. It, and it hasn't gone well. And, and so you have that. You know what the Bengals do really, really well? And I, and I wonder if this is something that would happen with, uh, with Carolina at some point. They do this great thing of just kind of like the Patriots. They let people go, right? Like they let people walk, uh, go to other teams. They've had players that were cut by other teams. And then they re-sign them for like nothing. They, like these players go sign big deals, get cut. They come back and they play for them again. They play great. You know, I I would wonder if we could see something like that. I I, I I'd have to see Norman get exponentially better. Yeah, he's seeing not him been... carry Odell Beckham Jr. the other day was interesting. <laughs> like literally picked him up and carried him. Um. All right. So, last but not least, NFC West. 
L.A. Rams. Yeah, that's not going to last. Not going to last. No, they're they're in first place with a negative 17-point well, differential. Well, this is what I find so fascinating. <laughs> first place team, points for 46. Second place team, Seattle Seahawks, 52. Third place team, Atlanta, or Arizona Cardinals, 79 points for. And then San Francisco 49ers, 73. Scoring. Yeah. But they were just letting a ton of people in the end. Yeah, there. just everyone. Giving up 83. Cardinals, it's really weird that that Cardinals defense is that bad. You yeah, I, that's I'm not. That's the team I'm not worried about. Well, who are you less worried about? I mean, I know, I know Seattle's 2-1, but they haven't looked very good. Seattle or Arizona? I think Arizona's probably still going to win that division. be really interesting. How many F-bombs is Bruce Arians dropping right now? Oh, like, I don't think he stopped since... Sunday, we, so I mean, figure one a second for shouldn't we have full day? Can we get like there's got to be an NFL films of of the last weekend's game of the Ryan brothers on one sideline and Bruce Arians yeah. on the other? Like that, it's got to be insane. It's just a didgeridoo of fucks. <laughs> That's incredible. That is a great. It's a great blog name. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, so I mean. You know, we kind of went through each each division. I, you know, I still have the Patriots. If I had a top five, I'd go Patriots, Broncos, Steelers. AFC's pretty heavy. Vikings. You know, it's weird. And I guess Cardinals. Yeah, I'm not putting. I can't put Philly in there. No, cause cause... we haven't seen enough. Even though they're three and zero, and I'm I struggle to put Carolina in there because they really just don't look that good. And I think you're right. I I think Arizona might come up and yeah, there's... land where they need to land. All right, Chris. Yeah, we're we're talking about it. I just who surprised you the most so far? Philly, Philly without question. Right? Yeah, and I think a lot of the 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 this happens every year, so it yeah. maybe shouldn't be a surprise. But the number of good teams from last year that take a step back, yeah, and seem a bit you know unfamiliar green bay is an example of that mm-hmm. they're two and one but we don't really know i told you though i mean aaron aaron Rodgers has not been very good no he did throw three t- or four touchdowns this past weekend but i think that was more because the lions defense is so terrible and yeah that's what he does in lambo against the lions it's true so it's the law i yeah, think it is the law uh most surprising is team is philly for me yeah i, I feel the same way most i mean i i really i really like watching the the cowboys yeah, I haven't had a chance to tune in for much of that, but I will make a point. They're a fun team to watch. Uh, biggest letdown? I've got Arizona. I think especially coming off of their um, Amazon show. What was that show called? Oh. Bruce Arian. Bruce Arians. Yeah. bombs Yeah. If you could get a show with Bill O'Brien and Bruce Arians in the same room. That would be so good. Convince Will Fork be there with barbecue. <laughs> Uh, any other big letdowns if you think about it? I think honestly, it's been the it's been the league as a whole this year. It seems you know it's funny though. We say this every year, yeah. But this year specifically, like I, I feel very disengaged from it. You're, I, I mean, you know, you're all in on college. Yeah, I had no problem on on Sunday, like making plans to like hang out with my family. Go to Wahlburgers. Yeah, go on a beautiful, sunny, late, early fall day. It's like, I don't need to watch football. It's like three weeks into the season and I'm making that call. Usually, like, my wife has to fight me to get a cider mill trip in sometime in October before Halloween hits. And this time I was like, no, let's get out of here. So You know, the NFL still owns my Sundays and I'm I'm trading off Saturdays. So And there's a lot of big games this Saturday, which we'll get into. But I'm I'm still going to be out and about. Uh, Saturday, but what I like about I don't know what it is about college football. The night game always seems to be really good mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, always keeping a close eye on Michigan, and there's just so many games. I mean, the NFL is a lot of games, but college has just so like many fifty games. games. And I almost <laughs> kind of enjoy like the experience of the score app, right? Um, as much as I enjoy kind of watching flipping through. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, college is just it's college. Like I just think there's there's a little bit more of a joyous aspect to it. I don't know if it's because players aren't being paid, air quotes. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel you. I, I am still, though, I am still all in on the NFL. Oh, yeah. It's your, because it is. And I, I think it's your baby. It is my baby. And uh, and I think that, you know, I'm we're going to get to week eight. We're halfway through the year. And 
a lot of this is going to clear up. Like a lot, yeah. Of that that will help. I think there's when it gets better. There's a we don't really know what's going on. But I just think it speaks out to, aspect to it. I do think it speaks to parody in the league, though. I think it speaks to the league changing a lot. The styles of the league changing a lot. Um, I mean, think about this. Last I've seen it twice now. Um, last night Matt Ryan, and then two weeks ago, um, Alex Smith. Both of them ran the read option, yeah, around the end zone and kept it. Like I, I never in a million years would have thought I would see those guys run a read option at a goal line, and it's because of what college football is doing and how exciting it is. So, yeah, I'm still in. I'm I'm still all in. Um, okay, Chris, yes, let's talk about the weekend. Let's talk about what's coming up with college football. It's a pretty big weekend. It is. Yeah. Right? There's this is. Uh, week one this year, or week technically week two, but had a lot of big matchups. That was the uh, Alabama USC matchup, mm-hmm. um, Houston Oklahoma. You know, some some pretty big pretty big matchups. Wisconsin LSU. Yep. I think it was that weekend. It was, a, it was a great weekend, and and it's set up to that. And now this weekend, week four, you know, or a lot of these teams playing their fourth games or fifth games. Mm-hmm. Um, three really huge matchups and they're all, they're all spaced out very nicely. So Friday night, uh, we've got Stanford, Washington. Mm-hmm. So first real big pac 12 matchup. Obviously Stanford has uh, Christian McCaffrey. Who's always know. great to watch. Yeah. And Washington is a, you know, a, a fun up and coming team. This will be, this would be a, they're a huge test for them. Uh, so that'll be exciting. I think it's in Washington, which would be, Exciting. And then three thirty on Saturday, we've got Wisconsin, sort of the surprise team. Oh, this is going to be great this year. Coming to Michigan, Michigan's an I think an eleven point favorite last time I saw, which is a ton of points because Michigan or Wisconsin's got a great defense. We got a stellar defense. They really I think, do. I think this is going to be the game where, um, it's going to be which, which defense can hold up better. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin throttled Michigan State last week, but did take advantage of a couple turnovers. And some weirdness, some some uh, not typical uh, Michigan State how, style play. How much do you think Harbaugh just ground and pound? I mean, they did it last week where they, you know, I think they had 300 yards rushing. And, and they were um, stunted a little bit the week before, right, with DCF. Yep. Did a good job against them on the ground. They had to go to the air. Yep. But I do think that they're going to... No, I mean, Harbaugh's so inventive with his running game. And he's got four... You know, he's got this this crazy run package where he's got um he's got Smith kind of the number yep. one guy, but then this past weekend uh Higdon had a huge game. Which is like what like he just keeps he's like grabbing a running back because like it's your week. Yeah, and they all have like Higdon is probably um the one who to quote my my cousin, uh looks most like a running back. Yeah, like does. like Devion Smith is more of a, you know, kind of a power guy. Mm-hmm. And then McDoom and Evans are shifty. Yeah, there's come out of the backfield, right. jet sweep, that, yeah, Mc that D- style Mc stuff. McDoom is like, I'll, what I love about McDoom is they, they run him on either a legit or a fake jet sweep. Yeah. And then they do like this quick, like, it's almost like, um, it's, it's like faking handoff, handoff. Like, I forget what that offense is called, but like. It's really fun to watch, yeah. Right, and it's it's kind of fun to go back and watch the film because you miss it sometimes live. Um, but it's they're really really deceptive, which I like. Um, I love uh, Khalid Hill. Oh, I, yeah, Khalid Hill. The is he an H back? He's an H back, but he's he's, he's a, a tight mountain end, mountain of a yeah. human being. And yeah, they put him in there, and sometimes they'll do like the. The quick handoff to him. I love it when they're down the goal line because he just like bursts into the end zone. This don't you feel like he's gonna be like a guard at the pro level? Yeah, right. Yeah, or, you know, blo- so, blocking tight end. Tom or... Cable's like already lining up. He's like, uh, yeah, I got a couple of former tight ends on my offensive line. I'll take another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah super athletic. Um, so that'll be exciting. I think you know it. it as a Michigan fan, I'm not terrified of Wisconsin. No, no, no. I mean, but I do. I am excited that they that they're a good team and that Michigan gets another. You know, let's pretty talk good about warm-up. the teams that uh, Michigan is sandwiched in between right now in the rankings. Yeah, you've got Louisville with Jackson, who's just a beast mm-hmm. at Clemson. Oh man, 
This is eight o'clock game. Yeah, this I'm 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 clearing the deck Saturday yeah. <laughs> night to watch this one. If you like points, I feel like this is going to be the game for you. Yeah, the points for yeah. What's the over? What do you oh, think, man? Like you should look eight, that like, up. Like ninety. You know, like it's it feels like one of those like forty six. I would. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll pull it up on the score here right now. If it's if it's less than sixty five, no way. I'd be. I'd be. It'd be crazy. Let's see here. Let me pull this up. I bet it'll go to overtime too, just to make it you know like even more. <laughs> the total is sixty seven and a half. Wow, it's a pretty pretty, pretty good pretty, one. That's pretty conservative, though. Yeah, I mean, so? I think that they those teams both have decent defenses. I'll as take well. I'll take the over. Uh, the The line has shifted incredibly. It started with Clemson as a three and a half point favorite, and it's it's changed almost six full points, and now Louisville's a two point favorite. Clemson's a home dog. Uh, yes. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, two and a half points? Two and a half points. I got to think I might take that. I would, I, I like, I like Louisville in this game. Just I, because nobody's been able to stop Jackson yeah. at all. How many touchdowns do you think he has? How many does he have for the year? He's got 12 passing and 11 rushing. Oh my God. That's my, uh, that's my guess. I would guess 23. That's your guess on how many he has? Yeah. Uh, God, he just looks menacing. Pile up touchdowns. Seven hours ago. Let's see. Daniel Pumphrey. 25. 25. Man, Price. entire candidacy can be something. So I need to add one thing. to each. I had 12 and 11. He's, He's at 13, 13 and 12. And 12. Has, he, has he thrown one to himself yet? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> That's got to have. Does he get two for that? Does he get a passing and a receiving? I mean, I'd be terrified as a. As a defensive lineman, to put my hands up at the line, yeah, because if you tip it, he's just going to take it. Yep. Yeah, uh, is is Louisville the most impressive team you've seen so far? They're the most fun. Uh, sadly, Alabama and Ohio State are still the most impressive I've seen. They just yeah, cause they're so well rounded. Yeah, they're they're just robotically yeah, and I amazing. think too like they're if anyone if anyone's going to scheme to potentially stop Lamar Jackson, it would likely be one of those teams. Yeah, you know what about um. We didn't talk about this when it happened, but what about Saban like berating Lane Kiffin on the sideline? Yeah. Did you see that? Man, if I give, I had a chance to yell at Lane Kiffin, I'd tear <laughs> into him. So, well, you got to think. I want you to think about what's going to happen at the start of next season, both college and pro levels. You are looking at potentially Josh McDaniels, Lane Kiffin, and Bobby Petrino all being on uh, the move. Yeah, he had coaches somewhere. Bobby Petrino is going to and job Les again. Miles. I, Les Miles probably jumps right back in. Sure. I would like it if Les Miles went to Arizona State. I don't know who their coach is, but I just want him to go Isn't to Arizona. Is Rich Rod their coach? He's at Arizona. Arizona, that's and right. And I would just love those two to, like, battle it out. Yeah. You know, with, like, all the felons. It'd just... be great. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a great college football Saturday. Yeah, really 24 hours of pure fun. Yeah. Starting 9 o'clock Friday night. And last but not least, Chris. Oh, uh, yeah. It has come and it is gone. Right? Nope, it's, oh, it's still uh, going. Game one of the finals was tonight. Oh, that's right. So they, I should say the U.S. has come and gone. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. So this is our, uh, you know, most popular missing, segment of our show. Did you watch it or is no? It going I'll, right now? I'll watch the replay. Okay. Um, it's World Cup of Hockey. I would have mounted a television. Where, yeah, I would have been really distracted. Um, finals started tonight. Canada versus Team Europe. Oh. So so one of the one of the hinky teams made it in. Team Europe beat Sweden in the semis uh, on the strength of uh, overtime goal by Thomas Tatar. Oh, nice. Uh, Red Wings dude. Uh, so that was, you know, nice to see. I think tonight I saw that Team Canada won the first game 3-1. to one. Crosby had two more points. I think he had two assists. The he, He's been the real, the two big stories in, I think, have been, has been Sidney Crosby's play. He's been far and away the best player. Uh, and then two was, was North America, mm-hmm. the, the kids, the kids, um, a little bit of controversy. They believed they just needed to beat Sweden yeah. when really they needed to beat Sweden in, in regulation time to, to guarantee a spot. Sure. In the, and they ended up winning that game in, in overtime on a super exciting. Wait, goal. Wait, 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 why would they have to win in regulation? Because if in overtime, Sweden got an extra point that guaranteed them. Oh. So the U.S. needed or the North American team needed Russia to lose to Finland. And Finland was probably wow. the second most hapless team in the tournament, followed only by, or led only by. Can you 
Team USA. Why are they so hapless? I think the te- the way the team was constructed was wrong. Who constructed the team? Um, a, a brain trust of dummies. Sure. Yeah, John Tortorella was the coach. Oh, that's right, Tortorella. And he, you know, he the the shines really come off him. They played a really lousy brand of of hockey and were pushed around. I mean, they didn't win a game, so not great. That's uh, sad. Hero of the pod, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel with the greatest tweet. Great tweet where during the U.S.-Canada game tweeted out, you know, sitting on the couch with my dog, got the sinking suspicion or whatever he said. I got yeah. the feeling that I should be doing something more important, but I couldn't <laughs> put my finger on it. And a bunch of the, like, the U.S. players got really mad at him. And, like, well, to, yeah, to those whatever. guys, it's right. like one of them, like David Backus, who plays for the Blues, um, he said, like, oh, I, I, you know, even if I wasn't this team, I'd remember that I'm American. Oh. And it's like, ah, this isn't really, the Olympics. Man. This Come is on. like a kind of a trumped up event that's yeah. that's fun. Uh, but but chill out a little bit. Yeah. Right. Like your you, your team was lousy. Your coach was not great. Like he, he can't tell me that he would want to play for John Tortorella. No. Just the way that he ran that. How team. much better would that team have been, though, with Kessel? A little better. I mean, do you they think they still would have been as do you think they would? I, I just think that I, I think they were flawed yeah. from the get. And part of the reason is that a lot of the a lot of like the good young Americans that were on North Team North America yeah. probably could have made a big impact. I think, yeah. you know, Dylan Larkin. Um, so, do I mean, that's my what I was thinking is like next go round, you know, it, well, those guys will then probably be on. Right. Yeah, I think the next the next generation of USA like USA v Canada and the Olympics or the World Cup or whatever the players do, I think that's going to be really exciting. Right sure. now, Canada is so far and away right. better than everybody else. Or they they've made it to this point; they've dominated every team, and they're doing that with like Steven Stamkos, one of the best mm-hmm. best players in the league, top five guy in the league, is like on their third line. Yeah. You know, who's their coach? Uh, Mike Babcock. Oh, Bab- yeah, and, and you know, Team Canada. He is like so enthralled in Canada. Yeah, like well, I mean, and Eiserman, Eiserman's on the GM he's squad. Like bleeding Molson Canadian. The right two, now. the two best coaches in the league are on like Joe Quenville right. and and Mike Babcock are you know running the show there. So yeah, they won tonight three to one again. Crosby, who's playing with uh, Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron, who are both Boston Bruins. Based on the strength of Marchand last year, I think was like seventh in the league in goals. I don't know if you know him. He kind of looks like a rat. He's got a giant <laughs> nose. Really kind of a nasty player. Right. But he scored 37 goals last year. Just signed like a six-year, you know, low th- or high 30s, low 40s extension. Wow. So, you know, and he's been great. Great great in the tournament. So it's likely that he got paid. Sure. Because he's been so good. Uh, and you know, last year and then this quick iteration, but yeah, it's been a ton of fun. I do. Uh, I think the Canadians will wrap it up on Thursday night. Sure. And, yeah. and you, you know, can, but you had kind of said that from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You, but so, so you think that the next, so is it every, how often is it? it I think it's going to be every four years. It is every four years. Yeah, so so runs... every, every even year that's not an Olympic year okay. is where, it, what it's slated to be. Unless the, the NHL doesn't participate in the Olympics. Right in 2018, and then who knows how it'll change. But um, lost in all of this is the if you didn't, if you weren't a little bit mad at the Russians, or you know, like right. it, you know, the, they they knocked Team North America out, and Team North America was the most fun experience. Right. Um, just Google like Team North America, Sweden overtime, and watch that mm-hmm. three minutes of insane skill. And up and down. Well, and Russia knocked him out in like a like a firestorm of goals. Yeah, and Russia beat him four, four to three. Yeah. And Ru- well, Russia had to hang on to win that game. Their goalie stole it uh, from them, mm-hmm. and then Russia, you know, got trounced by Canada in the semis. So, but good times. Uh, more national sport. Last thing. Yeah, Ryder Cup. Ryder Cups this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I do like their team. Yeah. I, I don't. I know. I don't think either of us watch a ton of golf. You want, you love the Masters. Mm-hmm. I like the Ryder Cup quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it when it's in the U.S. because then you, you can watch it and not have to get up super early. I uh, I'm not super. I, I'm not blown away by the teams. Like I I feel that for whatever reason, I know Dustin Johnson and Zach Johnson and Spieth and 
all those guys are fun. I just, for, for, for whatever reason, um, yeah, I mean, like, I like, you know, Tiger's a, a vice captain, but she's not, he means he's not playing. Right. He's Bubba, just... Bubba's not playing either. Why um, is Bubba not playing? I don't know if he's hurt. I think he might be hurt. But um, none of the vice captains are captain play, right? Correct. So Davis Love the third, who's like been the captain of the Ryder Cup team forever. Yeah, he um yeah, he he was the captain of the team what, four years ago? Yeah. Who's who are the captains on the uh the team Europe? Can you see that? Let me uh here switch to Europe. There's your link. Where am I going? Uh right over to the right there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, switch to, to Europe. Europe. All right, let's look at this. Darren Clark. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm really looking at here is who would win in a bar fight yeah. between the captain and the five vice captains of the U.S. team and the, the team Europe. Patrick Harrington. Patrick Harrington. Eh? He's a he'd be a real slow fighter. That's just... true. Well, let's look. <laughs> let's look at the team. Um, Sergio Garcia, mm-hmm. Rory. Oh, he's good. Justin Rose, Danny Willett. Yeah, master champion Danny Willett. Yeah. Uh, Lee, God, Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood, man. He's been like, he's perpetually 39 years old. It's crazy. And he's got an incredible name. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I haven't looked at the, have you seen the odds? Uh, I think, I think the U S is slightly favored. Uh, but Europe has won two of the last or Europe has won eight of the last 10 of these. Oh yeah. They've dominated. Yeah. Yeah. After a long period of U S dominance, um, you know, in that stretch is the, the comeback at Brookline, which is yep. probably the most exciting golf event I've ever watched. Just so cool to see. Do they, uh, was it that one or do they always do this when they jump into the water? That was that. It they was don't Brookline, always right? Do that. Yeah. But that Brookline. was such an unbelievable yeah. comeback. Like the U S had no business winning right. that after their performance, the first two days and just strung together a, you know, Why? a series of matches that was incredible. Does Davis love have the, the, the circle of stars around him? Like Darren Clark does. I don't think so. God, Darren Clark's photo is just—he's just killing it right now. Uh, hold on, Davis, Davis Love team, team. team. Oh no, not no, even. He's got a club in his hand. God, they're really. I guess the U.S. captains have a real advantage if they're allowed to bring golf clubs <laughs> to the fight. <laughs> Let's hope so. All right, so I think that's going to wrap it up for us. But before we get out of here, Chris, where can people find us? Yeah, track us down on Twitter. Follow us there at Most Basic Cable. Personal Twitters, I'm at C Van Howe. I am at Court Smoots. On Facebook, we can like us as the Most Basic Cable. That's the best way to catch us uh, live every week. Yep. Our website, mostbasiccable.com. Check out all our episodes and then email us uh, your suggestions for Ryder Cup Brawl. Teams. Here we go. Most Basic Cable at gmail.com. I. I, John Daly would have to be on. Oh yeah, the American team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, JC, you have to join in. We say this every week. You ready? Three, two, one. Thanks, Thanks Evan. Gentlemen, to evil.